everyone, welcome to Gist with OJA. It's me again, Luakem Joanna Nifooshi. Today, we officially start my victory story, and I'm so excited. Oh, I'm sorry, pardon me. Hope you had an amazing week. Well, I did. My week was good, and I hope this week will be much better. So, to my baby, my victory story, <laughs> I have an amazing guest today. She has weathered the highs and low moments of this life. You know, Yoruba will say, Ujuti, what if you do, we know. But you know, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stronger. So, my guest today is stronger because what was meant to kill her became a blessing in disguise. Let's quickly take this break. When we return, you all will meet her. as I mentioned before the break, that I have a very um, amazing guest today. Ruth is a graduate of the University of Lagos. When I first saw Ruth, I was really thrilled when I saw her because, um, don't, let me, don't let me jump before we go into um, the details actually. So I will allow her to introduce herself and then she will tell you her experience. Okay, Ruth, welcome to GC OJ. Hi, it's good to be here. Oh, amazing. Thank you so much for honoring the invite. While I was thinking about the guests to bring, I was thinking, okay, who can I start this interview with? Who can I start with? And I, I, your name popped up in my heart and I felt you were going to be the best person to start the interview with. Okay, so let's quickly go straight to what we have to do today. Um, how was your growing up like? How did you, you grew up, where did you grow up? How many were you in your family? What was it like growing up for you? Okay, growing up for me was actually interesting and it was good because I grew up I grew up in the family of six and two boys and two girls and my mother and my father. I was born in Ojaodo, in Ogu State, Ojaodo State. So and I started myself my primary school, I think when I was six and Twelve, I finished my primary school and entered secondary school. And when I was seventeen, I finished my secondary school, and everything was actually interesting. At, like when I was small till that time, when I finished my college. Okay, when you were seventeen. Yes. Okay, and the first time I was going to see you, I saw that you were washing actually, and I saw that um, your arms had some challenges. So were you born um, with, like that, without your arms? Because when I saw her, it was like, I, I, I saw her washing with her two elbows. I didn't see any arm there. So was that how you were giving birth to, or something happened that? Um, no. Okay, the thing is that I wasn't giving birth to like that. I said I finished my secondary school when I was 17. And it was when I was 17 that thing happened to me. I was attacked by madman. Okay, so when, you, I was you, when you were giving birth to, you, you were, you were, your arms were you know, full and everything. So it was until you were 17. Yes, I was normal. Yeah, until I turned to 17. Okay, what happened actually? Actually, I was attacked. I was attacked by a madman. 
okay? When were you going out? What like what did you just come to you and then attacked you? What how was the incident like? Okay. Okay, it all happened on second October 2010. While I was assisting my mother in a restaurant uh, within the town. So I I stood up at the entrance of the eatery. Though Anna, I felt the presence of someone at my back. So when I turned, I saw a man. So I, I tried to run. When I was running, he was running after me with machetes. And yeah, we're not run away now. So I fell, I fell beside the road. And she was not using the machete to cut me. I used my two hands to guide myself, my head, so that it won't cut my head off. Well, the whole thing it was just God, because how did I use my two hands to guide my neck? So it should have cut my, my two hands sharp. People were there, it was beside the road, but nobody, nobody could come to my rescue now. People were afraid. So that was you. Wow. It was an attack by a madman. That must be really yes, traumatic ma'am. for you. Wow. Okay, and nobody yes. could come to you. Okay, after the incident happened, what happened to him? Was he apprehended? Did they take him? What? Okay. After he left, he left me there. So he now ran to the police station. And he, he told them that he has killed someone. Yes, that I was told. Okay. So he told them that he has killed someone and they locked him up. But this, the street boys, when he was running to the police station, they were running after him. And they told the police, them, in, them they, got, they should release him. If they didn't release him, they would run down the station. So they shall release him, shall. But yes, shall, they shall burn him. They burned him. They burned him. Wow. Yes, ma'am. That, like this is you are really a very strong man honestly so after this happened what what was the next point of action for you and your parents because seeing that they had chopped off your hands your both hands it was not just the right hand the both arms were taken off so what happened afterwards okay after that actually later there were two men that came to rescue me they took me to several hospitals they couldn't do it and so they took me to another place that was where they told me that they can't join the, the hands together again because it was already late so they need to cut the remaining flesh so and in there i we used it though my mom was not around when the incident happened so they just called her that your child has been attacked so she came back home and she came to meet us at the clinic and all. We, we used like eight months there. It wasn't really funny because I was just a teenager. I was just thinking that, why, why, why could this happen to me? Like, I always cry, like always cry. Because I could not understand. I was thinking that I would like to start another life again because it's actually another life entirely. That would be helping me to wash, to do everything, to take my part and all. And I was even thinking that I'm going to lose all my friends because I was thinking that who is going to play with someone that doesn't have hands? 
not even one, two ends. Like I, I used to cry every day. But like um, my pastors used to encourage me that they're still like attacked because I didn't die now, so something can still something good can still come out. Yeah. So after the eight months, we shall let I told my mom that we should come back home. That I will be sitting at home. I will be sitting at the back of my house. I will not go out. I will not go anywhere. She just go home and go and make something. So that hunger will not kill us. They will be out there. That was a very terrible experience that you had to go through. Well, thank God you you have found hope even in the very serious situation. Did you have to travel at any point? Probably you had support to go out of Nigeria because I noticed you were using an assisted arm when I saw you. Like most of the times when I was in school, I usually longed to see you write because I knew that you used to write. But I saw that you were using this um, there's this assisted arm that they um, put there. How did you get it? You had to travel out, or was it this our country, our um, hospitals in Nigeria that? And helped you to get yes, I actually traveled out because after the autumn, I thought all hope was lost. But God came through, and I met one man, the man based in USA. So it was one that said he's going to take me there to do the artificial and from that protest seats. They first took me to FMC, but they said they can't do it, so I have. But I have to fly abroad to do it, so I traveled out to do it. Okay. Oh, that's really good. Um, so after the um traveling abroad, I knew the experience was that at least it, it gave you a sense of hope that at least there's going to be somehow you're going to be able to write again, able to do a few things by yourself. So when you return back to Nigeria, I think that was when you got admission into the lab, right? No. When I saw, they showed me when I when I got here, they showed me the picture of what they want to that what they wanted to do. I said, "What is this one? This one is not normal now." <laughs> like I was thinking that maybe something that is going to have like five fingers, like ten fingers. That okay, I'll be able to use it. That people will not be looking at me that much. That if some people look at me, they will just think that okay, and. When I saw it, I cried. Like I cried, God, no, I want my hands back. Like I prayed, though. I prayed that God should return my hands. But later, I agreed for them to do it. So when I came back to Nigeria, you know, now I'm new to the artificial Now there's no way I can write like that. Like my handwriting will not be perfect and all. So I have to go back to secondary school. So I went back to secondary school. When I came back to Nigeria, I met some people, some association. They were the one that took me to my secondary school, my Ceylon. And when I got here, the chairman of the school gave me admission. I said admission, no, scholarship that, like any years I want to move, that I can use it, but I won't pay. Okay. So I used two and a half years there so that because when I finished my secondary school, when I did my YX, it wasn't good. Okay. So I shall use two and a half, two years and a half in, this, in secondary school. So it was better to try again at least something you didn't like. 
this is it's very very serious like it's it's um i i see you in a new light now because over t- over the time yes i've you know i really didn't know about all the story but really you i i must confess you are such a very strong woman so when you gain admission into university of Lagos, i knew it must have been very um even when you went back to secondary school, I'm sure people looked at you like, okay, who is this one again? What happened to you? How was the experience like for you? How did you feel? You know, sometimes, even for me, the first time I saw you, I was like, ah, let me quickly help you do this because I saw you were washing, you were not using the assisted, um, the, or the artificial arms they gave you. So you're trying to wash, or I think you're trying to carry something. So I wanted to help people. I was like, don't let me make a scene or create any drama. So how did it feel for you? How was it like when you went out, and people were always staring at you. You know, you you got very unnecessary attentions, and then a lot of a lot of stare looking at you. So how was it like for you? Actually, it didn't mean like I always feel that if people stare at me. So I used to tell my auntie that if I go out, people used to stare at me, and she would tell me that ah, if they stare at you, look at them back now. <laughs> so. <laughs> When I when I came to my secondary school, I was thinking that will I be able to cope? Will I be able to cope? But thank God, those like I, I like I was about that. I, I stayed in boarding school like that for that two years, and I, the the students they were so lovely. So I didn't really feel it. Okay. And when I got to the University of Lagos. People used to stare at me, and I always love when I'm working with my friends because I won't be bothered because I'll be talking to them. So even if anybody is looking at me, I like I'll just I won't look at them back because uh, I don't care. Whatever you like do, I like whatever you like do, whatever you like say, you can continue staring at me. That's your own problem. So that's it. Okay, thank you so much. Um, since this incident happened, have there been any opportunities, like you know, um, having opportunities that have come that you're unable to, um, what's the word, you're unable to apply for, or you're not that were not granted to you because of the situation or the condition, or since it happened, everything has just been going out well, everything has been moving on very well. Hmm. Okay. Actually, I can say that I'm so grateful to God that this thing happened to me. Because you know that this thing happened to me, I don't know if I would be able to move, to move far like this, to go to in line, to even travel out. And I know that I'm still going to travel out. I, I know I'm still going by God's grace. So, there, actually, there is nothing that no opportunity that I want to take that I'm unable to. The only thing is when I was in final year, I, I <laughs> when I was in final year, 400 level, first semester, I had an um, extra year, extra semester rather, carried one year course, and I was so depressed that would our everything just end? We, like I, was, I don't know, I was depressed. And after that, Corona came in, 
like I always at home and like I was really really depressed that why is all this thing happen to me? My mates, they've gone. They they are almost new to their NYS and all. So I, I can only see that's the only thing. Because if I actually want anything, I do tell God that God I want this thing and God always provide everything for me. And I think this thing is actually an opportunity for me to go higher. That's it. So we can say that every um, disappointment is a blessing. Yes, actually a blessing. Yes, ma'am. That's that's really amazing. Okay, so for the future, when you think about all that, all that has happened, what really keeps you going? What um what is the what do you see, and then you draw strength and hope from that? Okay. Once I remember this, I know that this, the future holds a lot for me. So what 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 keeps you going actually? Okay, what keeps me going is that when there is life, there is still hope. But because at least I can do everything um, on my own. So I know that there is still hope. That is what keeps me going. And if I'm disbelieve, I'm depressed, I always go to God. So when there is light, there is hope. Oh, thank you so much. So do you have any message for the listeners? What would you like to also tell our audience? Okay. What I would like to say is that no matter what you are going through or no matter what has happened to you, girls don't give up on life. Don't give up, no matter what. Because do I wanted to give up then, but people around me, please, we need to like if you are in my shoes, we need to stay with, move close to positive people, not those people that will be thinking that you can't make it in life again. You don't have ends. You don't. You have, you don't have this. You don't have that. We have to stay with positive people, not negative people, please. And we have to keep praying. Because prayer is the key. Thank yeah. you so much. <laughs> Thank you. So I really appreciate this um, interview with you. As you've all heard from her, when there's life, there's hope. Whatever happens to you in life, you have to keep on going because that is not the end of it. I remember seeing a quote that even if you are going through hell, keep going through it because that is not the destination. And she said that you should always surround yourself with positive people, people that have good vibes that will not make you remember, you know, what has happened to you, people that would keep you going, people that will not make you stay dejected and depressed. And finally, she mentioned that you should keep praying for every situation in life. And Bible says, whether it's good or bad, everything requires prayer. So you've heard from her, you've heard from um, Ruth, you know, you uh, listen to her story, and you can see she's doing very good. She can say boldly after everything has happened that she's glad what happened to her happened to her because for every disappointment, there is a blessing. Thank you so much, Ruth, for the interview. Thank you for granting this interview. I'm so grateful. I'm You're sure welcome, <laughs> a lot of our audience have learned so much from this and I'm sure they are going, they are going to be able to draw hope from your story. Thank you so much for sharing with us. We hope to have You're you welcome, on this um, podcast some other time. Have an amazing time. That's it on my victory story with Roots. I hope you also find strength to navigate all that life has shown at you. 
it's not easy right but we have to keep on going next week will be another amazing time with another guest stay tuned but please don't forget to send me a mail if you are willing to share your story on this podcast send a mail to notify me to the gist with oja the gist with oja i hope you have an amazing week bye